0: Hey Mark, how are you?
1: I'm good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing good. Um, thank you so much for coming back on the show, um, and it's been my pleasure. Uh, to talk about your new book, uh, and congratulations on that. And uh, have you been since we last talked?
1: Oh, doing good. Staying busy and uh, <laughs> just work and family, you know other the normal normal stuff uh promoting the book a little bit here and there and of course doing uh i have a podcast too you know so i've been lining up episodes and kind of getting ready to expand season four of that so it's been a busy i believe it's been right at four months but how's things on your end
0: it's great i actually took a little bit of a break from the podcast um you know life just happens and i'm in some transitions right now and i just need to have things that took up more of my time than the, the podcast. and it was kind of sad because you get kind of a guilt, you know, you're like, oh, I really need to be focusing on my hobby too. I really miss it, you know, and it's like, I need to get back into it. But it's like, if I get back to it, uh, I need a, I need a break really, you know, that's why I'm doing this. And so, uh, but yeah, I uh, I just got back into it this week. I've been catching up on a lot of podcasts work and everything. And so, yeah, Um I, I would love to come on your podcast I'm just putting it out there I would love to come on your podcast one day and uh, Absolutely.
1: Totally.
0: get to chat and and see how you host yours and I love learning how to, different people host their own podcast shows some do it more a little bit more different than mine and um, I love learning all that and but um your book is called changed uh, freedom uh, change nine steps to freedom Um mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about this a little last time, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, mental health and, you know, talking about your last book, A Good Night's Sleep. And tell us a little bit about what this book is and what inspired you to write it um, for those who may not know your story who are just hearing you for the first time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thank you again for just the invite to come on. And and, uh, just before I had to dive into that, I do want to mention that you're talking about, you know, the podcast. I know you enjoy doing yours probably just as much as I enjoy doing mine and and meeting people and sharing stories. You know, one thing I learned, it took me a little while, but I learned that uh, I do mine kind of in a a seasonal blast. So, like, I'll I'll do anywhere from, uh, you know, 8 to 12 shows. And then I'll I'll stop and I'll take a break because a lot of times people don't realize <laughs> how how much goes into this, uh, especially when you're living uh, another life outside of this, like a full time job and you know family and everything. So um, we, we're not Joe Rogan;
0: we don't get to do this full time and get paid, right? <laughs> so right? Yeah. They're, they're, there's a lot that goes into this, so I learned
1: that what I would do is I would do it in burst. I would I would do uh, record eight to ten, twelve, you know, interviews, and then I would you know get those edited and, and scheduled to, to release, and then I would take a break and and kind of do, focus on other projects. I would you know kind of time block and say, okay, Well, these two months or this month or these few weeks or whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna hunker down and get this done. And then I'm going to, you know, next month while those are uh, scheduled to release, I'm going to focus on, you know, family tasks or honey do lists or whatever, whatever the situation might be. So hopefully, hopefully that will help you uh, as you, as you continue to, to grow your podcast and, and, and get it out there. So maybe that'll be helpful. Absolutely. Um, so about the book. Yeah. You know, man, I, I'll tell you for those who haven't, haven't uh, heard of me or know who I am, uh, you know, I'm just a normal guy. Uh, Family, get four kids, married for 24 years, and and I went through a fairly really dark season of life, and uh, um, you know, anxiety, depression, um, the honest, suicidal thoughts. Uh, just it got to a point where it was just it was hard to see on the other side of that. You know, it's just my I'm not a I'm not a, a doctor. I'm not I'm not licensed therapist I don't just so everybody understands that this I'm just a normal guy who kind of found a way to the other side and that's what we're gonna talk about and share today but I'm, uh, this is not medical advice in any any way but I had uh, I just got into that really dark place and you know my definition of depression is when you basically just can't see past to today right it's things have just gotten uh, so dark or your mindset's is so blocked that you can't see past that but what happened though was interesting um, a kind of a a series of some intentional and some unintentional things began to happen in my life and um, that led me from that darkness and that bondage of of depression to the other side and then what happened after I got to the other side of that I started living this life of there's some kind of joy and some peace in my life um, I thought man I want to share this with everybody like I want to tell the world and, and i have had some experience in, in writing and publishing and, and, and helping others self publish. Uh, that's kind of one of my side jobs, actually, is I, I, I do one on one coaching for people to help write books. But I didn't, but I, I paused. I was like, I, I'm not going to do this yet. Like, I want to share this, but I want to make sure that what I'm sharing is sustainable. Like, I don't want to feel good for six months and tell everybody, oh, yeah, this absolutely works. And then all of a sudden I go back into a depression mode, right? And, and find out that what I was doing wasn't sustainable. So, but that didn't happen. Um, first year rose around, second year rose around, and then and finally, you know, three and four years, and I'm like, okay, this this has been life altering, life changing for me. I need to make sure I can put this in as many people's hands as possible. Um, so of course I've done an episode on my podcast about it. Uh, I've written the book, it's called Change, the, the non-tip of freedom from anxiety and depression to being okay, and and now my mission is just to get this book out and get it to the hands of people who either are facing anxiety and depression or know someone who is um and look this is it's not about the money i think i charge i think amazon has it for 14 bucks uh i have a full-time job kind of like we joked about earlier you know we don't do podcasts for a living um i'm not paying my bills with the book sales okay that's That's not what this is about. This is truly about changing lives because no one needs to suffer through anxiety and depression the way I did. And if I can share something in a book or a message that will help somebody overcome that, then that's my goal and my
0: mission. Mark, are you seeing a – by the way, I I absolutely appreciate that, that. You mentioned that it's just not about the money, but it's just really about helping people. Absolutely love that. I love when people are able to be authentic like that. Mark, are you seeing more and more over time, people are becoming more and more aware that mental health is real? Like, this is a real battle. and I feel like it hasn't been addressed, you know, even when I was a teenager. But oh, since writing this book, or maybe while in the middle of writing this book, did you see it? come to life more and more that people were acknowledging its existence and being proactive and tackling it and, and learning about different ways to help and maybe not becoming PhDs and getting degrees in it, but doing something to go, you know, in case I roll up on a situation of somebody else, I can provide some assistance. What are you seeing in that climate when it comes to mental health and and, and that?
1: Absolutely. You know, the last few years, uh um, I think there's been a very uh, a big move in awareness of mental health, and not just for the medical treatments and doctors. Which again, I, I'm not a medical doctor by any means or licensed in any way. I'm going to mention that probably several times through this conversation. But but what you know now on on social media, on TV, on in books, uh, left and right. People are beginning to share stories, and um, you know, <laughs> I used to think when I was in that spot, uh, working full time, sometimes two and three jobs, as as a, as a provide, trying to be a provider of my family. My wife was a stay-at-home mom for many years. We had four kids, so I was trying to provide. But so when I was in all of that busyness, I didn't know much about mental health I didn't I wasn't researching it I, I didn't care much about it because I was kind of in my own world you know and but once once I had started facing my issues and realizing what was going on and then I began to look around it's kind of now I, I say it's funny it's not really funny but I look back and you know how if you uh, if you decide you want a certain you know certain type of vehicle maybe like yeah hey I want to go out and buy a little blue truck and and you know, I don't see those very often. Then all of a sudden, you have this interest everywhere you go. You see little blue trucks, right? Mm-hmm. And so now your eyes are open, and your awareness is kind of, uh, you know, open to that. And so same with me. When I started looking into this, I'm seeing more and more people speaking out, more and more, not just about the struggle, but also about um, ways to overcome how they overcome the struggles. Doing the same thing I've done in my in my book and these interviews, and and more and more people are talking about that and sharing and it's such a beautiful thing because um you know what someone may read my book and they go hey these nine tips are cool uh, but really only two of them resonate with me and then they go read a different book or hear somebody else speak and they go oh goodness but that also resonates with me and that also helps it's not like there's a one uh one fix solution for for anxiety and depression but with all of us coming together and, and saying, hey, look, this is the situation. You're not alone. None of us are alone in this, this fight, in this battle. Um, and here's all the things we've learned throughout this journey. And so, yeah, it's so a long answer to your short question. But, but, yes, I'm seeing more and more awareness, more and more conversations about it. This, there's not as much shame towards that now, people. Because so many have come out and spoke, more people feel like they can and they don't feel shameful for doing so.
0: I feel like it's something that is – with society is until they're kind of back to this corner and they're forced to acknowledge it. it's, then it becomes, you know, uh, important. And it becomes a, a big topic, but it's like, you could walk by somebody on the street and go, I have mental health issues. Okay, great. You know, awesome. See ya. You know, and, but until it's, you know, like you're saying is you talked about more and more and everywhere you turn that it's being popped up and, and brought up in those little subtle ways. You know, I always tell people, uh, and through the podcast and people I meet, talk to somebody, you know, voice, be heard. Um, you know, I, I do, uh, I volunteer with AFSP on the side. It's something that I very passionate about um, with suicide prevention and, and story after story, I hear just heartbreaking stories. And the number one thing, and, I, and I'm not sounding like a broken record at all of this or, or making this up. The number one thing I hear from people is we had no idea, you know, we had, we had no idea. We didn't know the signs. We didn't see the signs. They seemed fine when we were around them. But that's that's usually how it is. You know, no one's gonna come out and say, hey, I thought about ending my life today. Um, I am really depressed today. Nobody's gonna come out and say that out loud. But if we pay enough attention, we can see those signs, you know? Um,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And you touched on something, but you know, Tip number two or chapter, basically chapter number two in the tips in my book is called Talk. And, you know, one of the biggest things, this is one of the unintentional things that happened. And if you don't mind, I'll share that story about how that came about. Um, During, during my kind of, my darkness, I guess you could say, I met a gentleman who's 20 years older than I am, Uh, he's, he's an executive for a, a larger company um, he had talked to Sunday school class where I had visited a couple times, but he, he obviously knew that I was jacked up, right? Like just from short conversations and being around me. I think he said something was not right. And so he took an interest in me. And, uh, after a few visits, to uh, Sunday school and kind of talking on the side here and there, he said, um, he invited me to go on Wednesday night. We started going to – instead of going to like a classroom, we, we started going and having dinner. And I remember for the first, I don't know, man, year probably, a little bit more, um, he would just let me in. I mean I would go in there and he'd say, How, how's things going? And, I, you know, of course, I, I was at a pretty low point. I had come down pretty low, and, and I was just – I just didn't care at that point. I was just, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. I'm an open book. So I was just bent and bent and bent, And I would talk and just complain. And he would listen, but patiently listen, not trying to fix me, not trying to, you know, tell me what I was doing wrong. Just listen. And, and, um, through, through that process, I was able to get a lot of things off my chest, which physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually actually ended up helping uh, tremendously. But, um, you know just having that ability and I love what you said you know that you do you, you volunteer so people can call and talk and sometimes that's all it takes is I just, some people just need someone to, to let them vent without judgment and without you know telling them exactly what to do to go fix life right maybe offer some advice or something but yeah, just somebody to listen and I think that's so powerful so I appreciate what you do and, and, and you're volunteering to do that
0: Oh, absolutely, you know, and it's it's humbling for me because I get to hear just firsthand accounts on people who have been through something like that, or they, they themselves were just on an edge, you know, about to go over, and it's it's it it humbles me so much because it's like you know as I've been there, um, and I was thirteen years old when I first had my first suicidal thought. And um, I was so scared because I was like, what am I thinking? Why am I thinking this? I'm I'm 13 years old. I shouldn't be thinking this. I had no access to the internet. I had no access to TV or movies. So I had no idea what this was, but I had this feeling. And when you don't have people that you trust to bring those feelings to I remember going to my dad that night and, and I'd never opened up to my dad or my mom, but never opened up to my dad. But i just went to him and told him i was like hey dad here's what happened today and he was like you know how heartbroken you know your mom would be if you did something like that i'm like yeah i don't know but that was the extent of the talk um there really wasn't let's we need to find counselor we need to find that that was just it it was a closed book we never talked about it after that again and you like you said you have kids what what are we seeing with the generation today, young people with mental health? Are there options for them? I always say and repeat, you know, for young people, go to a counselor, go to a pastor, go to a parent. But I was also a teenager and I didn't really trust my parents. So, what are some options for young people? Uh, and m- maybe you talk about this in your book for them to go to because at that age and that time, and right now in the time we're in, insecurity is at an all time high identity crisis at an all-time high confusion of who they are sexually and emotionally is that just a rap rampant thing it's it's causing chaos what are some maybe some options for young people who uh are going through this maybe mental crisis and are looking for that who want to talk but they don't know who to go to who would you offer that uh offer options for them Mark,
1: on the, uh, on the other I'm
0: sorry about that. So, what I was saying is, um, just as a young as a young person, when I when I was going through what I was going through, and we're seeing so much crisis happen now, what what can young people be offered who want to talk, who want to uh, reach out and speak up? who want to solve their, maybe they're going through a mental crisis. What would you say you could offer them, uh, for solutions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm, and what I'm going to say, it may not, um, make everybody really, really happy, but I'm going to, I'm going to be honest because of not only my struggle, I mean, on the other side, but talking to many people after, after that. And I, I'm, I'm a pretty observant guy, but, um, one of the I'm going to answer your question, but let me tell you one of the one of the chapters is called uh, self-inflicted anxiety and depression. Okay, and I think this is a major problem not just with us as adults, but also with our youth and in the in the culture where we live now. So it's 2023, so the fall almost the fall of 2023. Social media, we've got. Uh, facebook and i think it's, it's not as <laughs> not as much for the young folks as it used to be but uh, uh, instagram tiktok and others and i think that i think the first thing so the youth that are having issues with anxiety and depression if i was talking to someone a young young person i think one of the first things uh, i would always recommend of course is that they find someone to speak to a counselor uh, you know, parent preferably, it then, then counselor, and then somebody at the church, maybe a leadership at the church, a local, whatever organization that they're involved in there. Uh, so I definitely recommend the talking, but the, but the, the other thing that's, that's really, really important is accountability, um, for their actions and for what they're doing out going on in the lockdown. They're young, right? They're probably in school and high school and that, we all know that that's a tough season of life. So, but I think the question we have to ask ourselves, and I would tell them to ask themselves, would be this: What is there anything in my life that I'm doing right now? Any decisions that I'm making on a daily basis that is causing stress, anxiety, and that would lead to depression? Right. So, for example, this is just an example, but if I was a young person and I was, uh, I had a, a group of friends that were doing things that weren't. Um, what my parents would want me to do, then I would—I might be putting myself in a position where I'd be stressed about that and worried. Oh, I hope my parents don't find out. I hope they don't catch us doing this, that, or the other. Well, what 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 we do when we put ourselves in a position and we still do it as adults too, is we're setting ourselves up for that anxiety. And then what happens? We get in—we do get caught and get in trouble, and then we're grounded. Or, or again, kind of talking about a kid here, but um then they feel like their whole world is falling apart right because now the norm of, of going to school having a cell phone having access to this seeing their friends all that changes and because it changes and it's not uh what their friends are doing now all of a sudden kids are high stress and so and saying depressed right depression and yeah look there's a difference between medical depression. You know, this that's chemical imbalance, and then and then the, the other depression that we'll talk a lot about, or we have talked about, and I'll continue to talk about on my, uh, any interview I'm on, is, is the depression that we sometimes we put ourselves in um, because of the circumstances and situations, right? Right. Sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's nothing in our control, you know. But talking about the youth, Think yes, I would always tell them to find someone that they trust that they can talk to. And number two, even I don't care how it comes, they need to start thinking about the decisions they're making. If they're making decisions that, if those things go not the way they want, will it be putting them in a position of anxiety and depression? And if it is, then they have to they have to start making better decisions to lead them away from that so that they don't put themselves in that position. And, hey, listen, we're talking about kids, but this is, this is grown-ups too, right? How many of us uh, adults live above our means, um, and then something happens and financially we're strapped and stressed, and that leads to, you know, I don't know, maybe an argument with the spouse or, uh, you know, or just lots of uncomfortableness, right? Right. And we, that could so quickly lead us down a path uh, of anxiety and depression but yet, we're the ones that make
0: the decision to do that. So, anyway. Yeah, that's good. I think it starts at home, though, too, you know, and the, the parenting is, you know, always checking in on them. You know, we, I see today all the time is we hand an eight year old a phone. We hand them basically the whole wide world, access to the whole wide world, and one little gadget. We hand it oh. to an eight year old who ha- doesn't have the mind or the maturity to wrap their head around what responsibility is in their hand. And it's, we don't check in on them and they're doing their own thing. We're doing our own thing. And, you know, I didn't get my first phone until I was 18 years old, you know? so And, and it was a pre, it was one of those prepaid where you had to go to Walmart and refill the, the card, you know? And so, and I've seen kids today who my age where I got my first phone, they already have, the all new upgrade, everything, you know, and then video games and just I think it's just so brutal. You know, the the, the outside world today is just brutal. And it, we as humans, we, we are very emotionally driven and we you know, allow what the outside world says define us. If somebody disagrees with us, we let define us and we start questioning our own you know, what we believe and what we're choosing to believe. And then, you know, and then with the whole, you know, sexuality crisis, you know, you can be this, you can be that, you can be anything you want. It's a land of yeses. And we hand that to a younger, you know, generation like we are. We want to build leaders who aren't wavery. You know, we want to be, we want to build leaders who are warriors, who are solid and who they are. But we first have to tackle this, you know, monster, you know, mental illness, and we, we need to get them to start talking, which means we need to be more trustworthy and le- less judgmental, you know, you shouldn't go through that, you shouldn't have me to be, go through that, you look at your how great your life is, well, you know, my I remember sometimes my life was pretty great, and I was still really, really sad, you know, and I actually just got out of that, I was, I was at a job that was very toxic for me for a year, and I would go to work just so sad, and, 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 upset and depressed and I have no idea why I was feeling that way. It was just the environment I was in. I wasn't happy and I I changed it. But not a lot of people will have the ability to do that. And so we need to look out for those people too and be more empathetic to those people who can't change their environment, but who could probably change how they're walking out their day-to-day lives.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, here's the thing too. We, If you find yourself in this position where you're just completely miserable, uh, like you were talking about, at, the, at your own job, you know, the first thing you have to do, is you really have to identify that. And a lot of people go, yes, I'm miserable at my job, but really not just identify that you're miserable, but okay, realizing, okay, so I am miserable. This isn't healthy, so what can I do? Well, you know, obviously finding another job would be ideal, but that might not be in the car truck this moment. And sometimes that change can't come right now uh, for lots of reasons. But what you can do, like you said, is you can change your perspective. You can reframe it. You can try to figure out ways to walk through the day um, and not letting anything, especially you know the, the job or a people, steal your joy. But while you're doing that, you can be planning, right? You can right. be planning and thinking, okay… What's it going to take for me to move from this place to the next place? Well, I've got to get this done and that done. i got to pay this bill off. I need to dust off a resume. I need to get the certification so that when the time comes, I can can leave. Now, what this does, this is really powerful, more powerful than you know. This is developing uh, hope, right? So you can stay in a miserable situation after you identify a miserable situation as long as you can develop hope for what's going to come in the future and then step, you know, plans and steps to go from here to there. You can be in a really bad situation but have joy and peace by developing that potential hope and that hope for the future. So that is actually um, some really, really important step to take. And that's actually, we talked about that in Chapter 5 or Tip 5, is it talks about hope. And I think that if people... You have to be intentional, though, right? Like you can't just keep going to work every day and go, okay, it sucks, this I'm miserable, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sledge through this day, and then tomorrow I'm gonna do the same, the next day I'll do the same forever. You, that's not the plan, because that will definitely lead to depression. Um, but if you go to that job that day and say, hey, you know, I've identified this isn't where I want to be. Um, it, this this is challenging, but one, I'm not going to let them steal my joy, so I'm going to be the better person here. I'm going to be the, the bright light of the day. I'm going to go in and do my job uh, the best I can uh, because, you know, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm called to do and need to do. And then I'm going to be, during my lunch break and any breaks I have, I'm going to be dreaming about what's going to come after this. And I'm going to, you know, daydream or, or uh, you know, vision envision it, whatever. But just keep that on the forefront of your mind, and that will definitely
0: help you get through those tough times. I agree. Well, um, are there any last thoughts or anything that uh, you might want to share with us that uh, wrap up the session? And again, thank you for your time and and congratulations on your book. And um, definitely, we need this material more than ever. I think it's more important than learning how to be. A millionaire or successful, success starts with the mind, and success starts with overcoming what's going on internally. Um, Are there any final thoughts or anything, Mark, that you would like to share or leave us with?
1: Yeah, hey, thank you again for just just for the conversation and and caring to share this with others. And, you know, man, you're doing a great job, and I I can't wait to continue to watch it your, your podcast and all that you're doing, you know, just continue to grow and touch lives. So, thank you for doing what you do and, and listen. If someone's listening to this episode today and uh, runs across this on some platform and, and gives us an opportunity to speak to them, you know, through this recording, um, a couple of things. One, if, if you or somebody you know uh, are dealing with anxiety and depression, uh, let me tell you that uh, you're not alone. Right. You're never alone. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, there's a there's a wide, wide network now, more and more every day, more people talking about uh, not only the struggle, but people are talking on this podcast, my podcast, other people's podcasts, YouTube, about how they overcame, how there is life on the other side, even though sometimes in the midst of that depression, it, it will absolutely feel like there's no, no uh, hope for tomorrow, but I promise you there is. There's not a situation that you're in that somebody else hasn't been in and overcame and went through and is on the other side of. So just understand that you're not alone, that there is hope on the other side, there's life on the other side of anxiety and depression, and that you can absolutely find that. Now, look, I would love for you to go to MarkHoward.today. That's MarkHoward.today. You can check out the book, check out the podcast, uh, my contact information, I believe, is on there too. So feel free to reach out. Um, if you have questions, you have stories, you want to, yeah, anything, just reach out if there's something I can do to help serve you. Uh, but don't just, you know, yes, buy the book, read it, consume it, go through it, mark it up, live it out, but also look at other resources. I said, my book, I pray, will touch lives and will help you, but it's not just about changed it's not just about the nine tips to freedom it's about all the other people in the community all the people out there right now that have walked through this and have gotten to the other side so uh hey thanks again for the invite to be back on and have this conversation with you i do think it's an important topic
0: absolutely just
1: just keep doing what you're doing man thank you so much
0: thank you mark yeah and, and it is very important i'm glad we can have these conversations and have the technology to have other people listening that's very vital. Um, but thank you so much again. Uh, um, congratulations. Thank you for coming on. And definitely, you're going to have to have you back for another one.
1: All right. Well, hey, thanks again. Everybody, have a great
0: night. You too. Bye bye, Mark. Thank you for tuning in to the Takeaway Show. It's been an absolute amazing interview with Mark Howard. I'll be posting his link in um, the description notes. Uh, for you go check out Mark Howard today like he said check out his podcast check out his book but like he said don't just buy the book just to buy the book read it live it share it with other people make notes if things pop out at you uh, I love doing this when things just pop out at me just words or sentences or quotes I love to keep it locked in the back of my mind and and memory and there will be a time where I'll need it so definitely go check that out Please be sure to follow the podcast, the takeaway on whatever platform you're listening, subscribe to notifications and please, please guys give a five stars rating. If you liked today's episode or any of the episodes, maybe you just liked one out of the 30, 34 I've done. That is amazing. I'll take it. If you liked it, give it a five star rating. Thank you again so much for always listening, supporting the takeaway show. It's been absolute pleasure to do this. Absolute amazing interview. And I'll see you for next week's episode. Until then, good night.